out of our uh, fantastic plethora of episodes, I think this might become the weirdest because I'm fucking tired. <laughs> so, I so, yeah. I um, have actually slept pretty well uh, the, the last couple of days, but I am uh, weirdly exhausted. So yeah, this is going to be a, an episode where, where sort of any listeners out there are going to get our unfiltered brains delivered um, <laughs> without <laughs> with, with all its uh, you know all its promises let's say yeah and true and true to uh, the first episode i do have rooibos tea with turmeric and uh, i also have some uh, black pepper cayenne pepper um and uh ginger in it so it's gonna and be I'm... right and I'm having a Nespresso. Cool. And by ginger, I mean copious <laughs> amount of vodka. Uh, of course you do, as you yes. should, as you should. <laughs> Tea with vodka. So no. where are we Where are we heading with today's episode? Uh, do we have any, uh, any heads up for our uh, fearless listeners? <laughs> well, I think we sort of concluded that everything was kind of improbable last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think we are gonna take a, a grip on um, on reality and how how we experience that it through our senses and what is reality and what are the senses and and, and some some cool stuff around senses. So nothing um, more, nothing less. Only a brief informal conversation about the nature of reality. <laughs> <laughs> so it it could take us to some weird places. Uh, I know I, I know I'm, I'm you know I know I have I'm playing the matrix in my head when we talk about this because it's um, it's it's one pos- possible uh, way of, of, of thinking about it. Ah, tell me more. Well, that's a bit premature, right? Uh, tell me less. less. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, I mean senses are pretty cool. Yeah. Without them, we would be kind of helpless, I guess. Um, Senseless, it, some would say. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So we need senses. We need senses as a sort of a navigation instrument through, um, through you know, reality. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And and when I sort of think about a senses, I, I, I you know, I, I always get to the point where I feel I'm walking around with this blanket over my eyes, right? And and it's it's a filter because mm-hmm. between reality and my brain, um, it's something that interprets reality and give me, you know, impressions uh, uh, that my, um, you know. Uh, nerve system uh, reacts to one way or the other that's, so that's the turmeric that's the turmeric that's, that's the turmeric so so i sort of what <laughs> if if i if i didn't have senses you know <laughs> what would it be like that's a pretty interesting <laughs> uh, uh, interesting you know, would you sit with your thoughts that that would be a, an interesting uh, way or and, um, are, you, are you are you thinking of also so if the, you had also no internal senses like you couldn't feel your bowels move or your heartbeat? 
<laughs> that would be pretty cool. You could go to the loo. Well, you couldn't. You could sit where you were and, uh, and sort of do what you should, and you didn't smell it. Uh, Nor did you hear it. That could be quite <laughs> quite, quite an experience. Yes. So, so that would be quite kind of a... It, it would be a sad thing to have a very extroverted person in that sort of setting, whereas a <laughs> yeah. very introverted person might might actually enjoy it. I, I don't know. Thrive. <laughs> Ooh, it's just me and... Uh, My bowels. <laughs> uh, but um, no, so I think that... Life without senses—that's that's one thing. It would be kind of boring, but you know what? What if I had other senses? Because there are other senses, and I think we, you know we can talk about a lot of them. There, I find them kind of interesting. There, there are a lot of other senses, and you can even, to some extent, I reckon, reading a bit, uh, I figure out that you can actually change senses, right? I mean, you can do if you lose a sense, you heighten others, but you 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 could also give new senses one way or the other. Uh, and you know what, what would happen if you took a you know audio sensory device and operated it onto the you know the I'm not even sure what it's called in English but the nerve in in the eye right the the the, the visual main nerve would, oh, would okay. you see, would you see sound what would happen and and if you had nothing no filter you didn't have anything that interpreted the things but it just went straight to your brain unfiltered what would it be. But that, but actually, there, I think there's a condition called synesthesia, where people report that they uh, hear colors, um, and 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 it is due to some sort of uh, misconnectivity in your brain, where yeah. the two centers are somehow mixed up. Somehow, That's, I don't think somehow mixed up is the right neurobiological <laughs> terminology of it. But but is it is it because I heard it about taste that you can taste um, colors, right? Yeah, yeah. So 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 it, it's it's weird and it's like so. But the brain is just making trying to make sense of it, right? Of the senses, um, because as you say, we have sight, hearing, taste, and smell, etc. And then these inputs hits our brain. They collect input from around us. And then the brain sort of just try to make some sort of a sense of it to figure out what is my next move here, right? It sort of computes it and, and then figures out what, what's the next move here. So without the senses, I don't know what the, the brain wouldn't have too much of input to act on. Exactly. No, uh, no port. No sense, no, no pod. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or maybe the pod would improve. What do we know? <laughs> so, and, and yeah, so, so we have those senses and we're talking about the external senses and not all the internal ones. But, and, then, and then you have, as you said, some people are, have a, a bit of a wiring uh, you know, update so they can, uh, they can taste a color or, 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 or hear a color and so forth. And then some people... I, who... I'm not sure they would call it an update, but yeah, I like the way you're thinking. <laughs> It's a it's a feature at least. <laughs> it's a patch. Yes. <laughs> and and then you have you know if you lose a sense and I don't know because I I think I have most of my you know physical senses at least uh, intact, uh, but then you would you would heighten the other senses so you would start to actually experience reality differently. Uh, you know you lose your eyesight but your 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 um, hearing uh, improves so you actually have a slightly different experience of well fundamental different experience of reality than than, than uh, me who have 
at least you know, some kind of site left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have one step further, and then you have you know uh, the dog, <laughs> a dog that can yeah, uh, hear see. sounds, right? That we can't. Exactly. Um, they, they are their sort of <clears throat> their auditory system is is just evolutionarily differently tuned somehow um, for a variety of what probably good competitive purposes, right? But it's but it's it's just, what I find really cool is that it's the same. It's it's the same kind of input. It's sound or or air pressure, if you will, but it's just been tuned and optimized for a different range. It's like they're tuned it a little bit, and it's the same with you know animals like that see infrared. It's mm. the same. It's just a different part of the same spectra, if you know what I mean. Um, it's been tuned for a different um, as a different filter on the same sort of input. Exactly right, and. And just starting there, even even creatures that have senses that are the same as ours, mm-hmm. but are tuned to different bandwidths, so to speak, in, in those senses. I mean, they experience reality differently. So, so that means that I am just experiencing a, frac- experiencing a fraction of the reality. I'm just experiencing a little piece of it because mm-hmm. my senses can't take it in, and that's. That's like standing in a little spotlight, spotlight with lots of shadows around, right? because you you don't know. You're just seeing a little bit, but you're not sure what else is out there. Right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a very, um, it it it's a very selective, um, downscaled, hugely simplified sort of version of the world. Um, and I think one of the things we we will get back to is how there are different ways of interpreting that. But I think, you know, as you said, you know, what if that um, filter was removed or changed dramatically? I mean, we would see, I mean, would, we would see more of reality, let's say, but would we benefit from it? Or would it just be, are, are we equipped to make any sense of it? Uh, standing there in the, um... You know that's that little piece of uh, enlightened, uh, you know, otherwise very dark room that you don't even know what's out there because you have no, you know, capability to experience all the rest. Then, on top of that, you actually add there are more senses. Just just our senses is not the end of it. I mean, you could you could take uh, every field of nature or you know wave of some sort could could essentially i guess be the basis of a sensory input so so you would have just starting with the bats right and echolocation or sonar it's mm-hmm. a debate i reckon that whether that's just an incredibly developed sense of hearing or if it's actually a sense in itself i mean i don't really care it's a matter of definition i don't care the fact is that that is you know they I'm not sure if you can even say it, but they essentially see, uh, see um, uh, sound and uh, and reflections of sound of surfaces. And, and it reminds me of um, um, people who've lost their sight and then trained to make these tick tick sounds, like when they walk through a room and they start to learn to navigate space 
while listen through listening to the echo of that sort of sound uh, i wonder if over time that is actually represented somehow in in an, as an internal image you know what i mean like are they yeah is it like over time they they create a um a a, a sort of a a geometry inside their head they're imagining a geometry that matches uh a bit the the echo that they get from making that sound um i mean it's, it's i guess you could just ask one of them if you meet them on the streets but uh, but but it, it, i find it's hugely sort of hugely interesting to see if you can actually train yourself to um to experience um these inputs in in new and different ways without yeah. using psychedelics I, I saw a TED talk many years ago about someone that was actually when this topic first popped into my head. It was a really good TED, TED talk uh, about someone who did um, uh, research and experiments, I guess, on um, on senses and adding senses. So, and and um, they had developed some kind of a vest with pressure. Uh, pressure plates, so very small pressure uh, nodes on them, mm-hmm. and uh, you could train someone to and and when different syllables were spoken, it reacted by different pressure points, right? The patterns of pressure, so mm-hmm. you could actually start to teach someone to um, understand language based on the pressure patterns the vest projected on your body. Mm. So you could sort of feel what someone said. It's just that, pretty awesome. And that's that is that is that is crazy cool. And I, it was was that the same? I think we talked about this. Was that the same <clears throat> sort of experiment or talk where the AI that there was a, there was a piece of AI that uh, used the words that were you know collected to create the sentiment like it was sad or threatening or angry mm. it picked didn't it pick up chatter on twitter or something during the actual ted talk and then translated <laughs> that to sentiment so he kind of felt in his vest as he was speaking whether people were angry whether they were skeptic or whatever those different sentiments could be yeah he had a live feed from all the comments and various platforms i have no clue how it was done how it was done and what platforms but essentially as you said he had a live feed of reactions to his ted talk <laughs> because he had <laughs> a vest on him and it was hooked up to to the net to the internet and it was feeding him uh, impressions so so that's you know you can actually add i read i need to i need to get deeper into this one because if it's true, I'm 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 very excited of, of living uh, many years more to experience this. But I read, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I read it on Wikipedia, <laughs> so that there apparently had been some kind of successful attempt to um, give a mouse or a rat infrared um, sensory capability. Uh huh. I, I just need to check it out. Uh, check it up, but. What, did they put the camera on the little sucker? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, but that, would be, I, that would be amazing. I would be not first in line, but maybe fifth in line or say, yes, <laughs> can I Can I try, please? I mean, yeah, before I die, I want to have infrared vision. I, yeah. I wonder if, uh, if if my son has, has a fever. Yeah, 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 he has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, why not take it all the way to X-ray vision? You can see who has a bra or not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 
Uh, you know, similar to that, uh, I saw this. Um, I, he- I heard about this other experiment that they did not too long ago. I think it was in Canada, where um, they basically equipped people with uh, a small device. It was a compass, and whenever uh, the person faced north, uh, this device would give a pressure. It's like a tactic, uh, like like a haptics on on in your in your watch or on your phone, like a vibration every time mm-hmm. you face north. And it turns out that after they just uh, wore this for I don't know how many days or weeks, they took it off and they had an, a, a clearly heightened sense of location, right? So they could orient themselves to pick up north way better than they could before they had this device. So somehow they they were um, you know trained, and I, I don't. So this particular in this particular talk, they didn't go into any any sort of hypothesis on what particular sensory system was used, right? Did it work all times of day or was did they just sort of get better at figuring out where the sun was? But I did read that we found fairly recently some evidence that y- you could that humans could in principle sense the direction of Earth's magnetic field. Um, so what they found is that the brain waves were somehow disturbed. The brain waves that are already in your head were somehow disturbed in, in a systematic way by the um, orientation of the magnetic field. So maybe, maybe we have some remnants, you know, of past capabilities, past senses that we used that we could train again, right? And just tune differently. Imagine that. That would be, <laughs> that's like, well, you're standing in that room with the spotlight on and, and you see this little bit of, of reality that you are capable of, of, of perceiving and suddenly you can, you can expand it and you know what's there what, what, yeah. what, what does it look like or feel like, it or, like? It's, it's like wow it would be cool and i mean it's a good point right because we, we, you know we talked about you know heightened senses or you know slightly you know altered you know, fundamentally altered, altered but still using the same kind of waves like the so sound waves uh, uh, for in the in the echolocation case but then you have then you have birds who, who actually has sense, well, many of them, I guess, uh, of the magnet- magnetism. So, so using magnetism as a basis for sense, so that they can do their annual migration patterns uh, the, mm. the way the way it should like to find a way. Um, we, we have these two, two, I think it is distinct um, uh, species of fish. Uh, I read that one of them is in Africa and one is in South America and have developed this independently of each other. But they developed this kind of low currency um, uh, electrical field coming out from sort of from their gills down to their tail. And it, has, and it swims around in, in, in a murky water and where, where sight is not really you know, relevant because it's, it's like swimming around in... Uh, you know, uh, mud, basically, and, and and doing the tick sound doesn't really work. No, it doesn't. Doesn't. Well, underwater it travels ten times as fast. So maybe it would work. I mean, you have the the dolphins, right? They and 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 the whales. They communicate with uh, with. Um, oh yeah, you're of course. And I think it's dolphins well are doing echolocation. So I think it, it works really well underwater. But this and and, and, and as well the submarines. I, I think it's called sonar. <laughs> <laughs> But the, the, these two fish, they um, 
So they have a sense, which is that they, the, the, the sensory input is basically disturbances in the field. Well, it sounds like uh, Jedi uh, sorcery, right? Uh, I can feel a disturbance in the force. Uh, but that's what it is. So, yeah. so they feel um, when a prey or or a predator comes into their uh, vicinity, they would feel it through the disturbances in, in, in that field. So anything, any wave can basically be the basis of a sense. And um, we're just experiencing a f- some of the sensory inputs and a fraction fraction of the bandwidth of each of those of those so we're just seeing so little <laughs> nemo join the dark side yeah yeah uh i, I think it, it it's it's um it is um truly fascinating and, and of course um the way these um different sensory organs have developed is um you know is is, is of course as a way of adapting to an external environment you know to to be kind of become better at finding food and staying away from danger and reproducing in your specific environmental niche, right? Um, which is why it's, it's so cool, you know, because there are some, there are some animals um, that haven't changed niche for hundreds of millions of years, like, you know, worms living on the bottom of the ocean. That's why, it's, you know, they are so cool for doing research on, right? Because... They've basically remained the same for hundreds of millions of years, some of them 500 million years, and they are our ancestors, right? They were there, you know, a couple of hundred million years before Mr. and Mrs. Badgerat. Um, and so, so studying them actually can give some really cool clues. Uh, whereas our, I guess, we have been exposed to so many different environments, you know, well, kind of limited compared to the whole universe, but at least on Earth, from you know living underwater to on land in the trees on the steps in the desert in the cold so i guess in the bar on the disco behind the drums (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so we 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 have a sort of i guess we have you know similar to what we said you know there there's our as we said in the last episode i think one of our key strengths as a species is our ability to collaborate Mm. Um, so it's a very broad, generic thing, and I suspect that our senses it's it's pretty much the same. It's a very average kind of with average type of set of senses we have. I suspect it's not particularly good at anything in particular. There's there are going to be animals out there that can see better, that can hear better, that can smell better, that can sense better, but we have like these average traits that just make us good enough to collaborate i suspect yeah you had that point uh, in the last episode about the um the way our eyes were um were uh, um, built up with the uh, you actually have the whites so you could we you know we could see where the tribes members were looking towards yeah. and then have that as, as an early warning so yeah so maybe our senses were developed not to um, give us um, primarily the, the, and not only the input but also um um project that's pretty cool a sense projecting outwards uh what's going on in your head so that's sort of a inverted sense right? <laughs> that would be that would be a bit like listening to trump all the time <laughs> just just stuff exiting the mouth um uh, but um, i don't know i don't know if, if we should uh, just 
because one, one thing that I think, uh, and we talked about this quite a bit over the last, uh, you know, several weeks, which is, you know, it, it, it seems we are, we're experiencing some very well, uh, you know, selected part of reality, some carefully mm. selected, simplified version of reality uh, that is just enough for us to, to make sense and to, to, to kind of live our lives and stay away from danger and, and find resources and all the rest of it. Um, so I think one question is, are, are we even equipped to, to understand reality? Um, and, and I guess that merits the question, is there such a thing as, as reality? Um, uh, if it, and are we equipped to experience it? Um, so, I mean, <laughs> it's the, the small questions. These are the small questions. Uh, but I think one thing that I found, which it, 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 it dawned upon me some time ago after having read way too many sort of popular science books, uh, and that um, we have apparently, um, we, we've discovered enough with respect to, you know, particle physics, uh, you know, leading to chemistry, leading to biology, that we sort of know what's going on. And we kind of, there's there's nothing there's literally nothing that we experience on a day-to-day -day basis that science hasn't found a very solid explanation for now, right? Um, and, and most recently, we've made some some pretty cool discoveries to top that off, right? You know, the the, the evidence of the Higgs boson, we found uh, gravitational waves from, you know, colliding black holes way out there. Um, and um, it, it, it is, and, and I know there are a couple of these physicists that I listen to sometimes they say it's kind of boring in a sense because we're we're not discovering any new particles right now we haven't done for a while we were hoping but we haven't found them and so in a sense it's boring but in another way you could say it's also very very you know promising because it means we are we sort of figured things out we know what's going on um but but here's the I problem. don't I, I, I'm not sure what's going on on any level I guess so yeah. uh, it's for it, the very it, few select I guess that they it's for the select get it all out <laughs> yeah exactly uh, exactly but he, here's the thing right here's the thing right the, the these theories right that are collectively explaining exceptionally well what's going on right the standard model you know the uh, quantum field theory um, the uh, uh, you know general relativity um, and if, uh, you know a few of these others that I won't even pretend that I know what the hell are talking about but they have it down but here's the thing they are weird they are weird right they work yes. well they and and, they, and and we they are being used in very practical appliances as we speak right mm -hmm. but they are really weird like particles are actually waves. Yeah, everything, that, everything is a wave. Everything is a wave. That that right? you know, just a slight detour or backtrack on what I said before. So that's what I try to, you know, think about what is reality. It's just a, waves. It's just waves. <laughs> massive and, amounts of waves it's, or it's massive like... amounts. I'm not even sure if that's the right way of looking at it, but that, yeah. Who knows? But it's like it's it's just these excitations in fields, quantum fields. Um, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the thing is, what you and I experience, like the microphone or anything that's going on, um, it's it. These are these these are things that could be anywhere until we observe them, right? So, <laughs> the, 
this is the this this is this you know so-called measurement problem in quantum mechanics, right? That it's not that it's and, and you know this slit ex, this sort of uh, famous slit experiment that you know remember we did it even if in school, right? In high school, yeah. um, and it, and the case it's, and it's not just that it's probabilistic whether or not you will observe a particle in such location. The, this particle isn't a particle, and it is it, it is a wave, and it actually exists everywhere until you observe it, until it interacts <laughs> with something. <laughs> and this has been this has been tested. This is not a, this is not a hypothesis. This has been tested. So so everything is just fields and waves, and it can be anywhere until you see them or observe them or they interact with something. Mm-hmm. And then and then energy and mass that's the same thing. Uh, okay, and speed of light is constant for everyone, regardless how fast they're moving relative to each other. I mean, it's it, time squeezes, mass squeezes, but no, the, the speed of light is a constant. Um, <laughs> so it's like okay. And this list just goes on. So, so if you if you just take these two things, so we've figured everything out pretty much, except you know if you go into black hole physics or large scale cosmology, you know then we have clearly haven't figured things out, right? But things that, that that are necessary for us to work, we have figured it out. But it's so weird; nobody really can explain it, right? And, and, and I think even Rikan Feynman he said. Anyone who claims he understand he or she understands quantum physics clearly doesn't understand quantum physics. Um, so, so it's so the more we learn about how things actually are, how the reality works, the less intuitive sense it makes. So, I think, I mean, and here's you know, one of our favorite talking points, right? Are we equipped to understand this reality? Clearly not. No. Not even close. No. I mean, again, we, we, we're not even equipped to understand the bandwidth, the full bandwidth of the senses we do have. And we're not for sure equipped to experience the senses um, of, or experience the, the um, uh, other senses we don't even have, right? So, so using other, other fields or waves or whatever, as an input, and then even if we did, there would still be this, you know, it would still be this interpretation layer between all these waves and our sensory interpretations, right? So we have this interpretation layer, which is the eye or the ear or, and so forth. So, so we would need to be able to scale that off, including all this new, you know, stuff we would have on our body to do the magnetic field and the electrical field and whatnot. And then you would just rip all that off and have a direct feed of waves straight into the brain. <laughs> and, yeah. and around that time, I think we would have gone nuts a long time ago. <laughs> yes, yes. And this is this is uh, this is where uh, uh, I, I, I don't know you, you you like this too, right? This user interface way of thinking is so cool, right? So yeah. it's sort of I think this analogy was made that what we're actually experiencing is more like when you look at your computer screen and you have icons, right? And these are just useful simplifications of reality so that we can actually interact and make our way through life. So it's like, oh, you know, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat now. Oh, I'm going to grab this spoon and I'm going to, you know, fill it with some nice soup, move it towards and into my mouth and feed myself. But is there a spoon, right? These are just two different parts of the wave function of the universe interacting with each other it's just it's just you know it's just we have this we have like a user interface that has been evolutionary developed for us to survive but it's no way near what's going on out there man i'm telling you (laughs) it's not that's 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 a bit scary 
uh, in one way, like you, you walk around there in your reality and you just know that this is, this is, this is just yeah, an insignificant part of the, the reality. Yeah, and, 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 and in the scale of things, these are just small, small, you know, disturbances, you know, like noise on the line in this vast wave function that permeates, that, that makes up the universe. Um, but, <laughs> and but, but, by, by now, I'm sort of going nuts already just thinking about those things. <laughs> you had a point, um, we talked about this the other day, you had the point of there's a counter argument to this sort of, um, maybe not a counter argument, but uh, but there is a, such a thing as, I mean, we we can of course experience uh, some things commonly uh, of reality. So, um, mm. but I, but I guess you're you're, you're referring to this um, uh, because because the the extreme interpretation of this user interface uh, theory is to say that what we're experiencing has no recollection to what anyone that had what anyone would say hey this is the objective reality it's just super finely tuned icons for us um and but and yeah the counter argument is to say well hang on you know several different types of organisms uh, even um you know simple things like trees and birds but also you know f- you know <laughs> you know foxes and other you know other mammals would kind of agree at least on some level that here's a tasty berry or here's a dangerous snake um so is it really the case then that every single species has a unique user interface with a with a completely different interpretation of reality and the counter argument is no probably not because that would be a very inefficient way for evolution to work right it would be more efficient in a sense if what we experience and what seems to be a common experience among different species actually has some sort of connection to reality I think that sounds reasonable to me. I mean, I think even though the I agree that that's that's but that's again so yes, we agree that the things we can, you know, where our circles of sensory um, sense senses sort of uh, join, so where they where they are overlapping, we can agree um, that a blueberry. Uh, tastes good mostly if you're not allergic or, or don't <laughs> but I, 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 it's a good it's a it's an interesting thing though it's i think sometimes when i say green are, are you seeing green the way i'm seeing green uh maybe someone can prove that it's in fact so but until i've heard that i i, I would open the possibility of in fact blue is what you mean when you say green for me right so um I'm probably completely wrong on this one myself. But, uh, anyhow, no, but I think I, th- I think that's I mean because w- we agree. So at a certain wavelength of light, uh, you and I agree that that's red, but that's that uh, that does not at all mean that we experience it the same way. Um, but even though we agree on the interpretation, that doesn't mean that we actually yeah. experience it the same way. And I think that's pr- that's a pretty interesting. That's, I think that's a very interesting. Um, thing and how how could we ever figure that out? What experiment could we do? Probably someone's thought of a nifty way of proving that. But anyhow, let's assume let's assume okay okay red is red. Uh, we or red we mean the same thing when we say red. Uh, if if 
if I saw through your eyes and and saw red, it would actually be the red eye. No, it would be red. <laughs> uh, but then uh, again, so even so, so, yes, there's such a thing as reality. You know, yes, probably. Uh, but we're and we can experience small parts of that, and we have. Uh, more or less a common way of understanding those parts with other organisms that are capable of um, uh, of ha ha having the same senses, right? But but then, what about if you had a let's say you had a fish that only had this electric field? We mm. would share zero percent experience of reality with that fish. <laughs> but if we saw a shark, we would react the same. <laughs> yes, that's 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 true. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, but what does a shark look like? <laughs> but but I, but I think but this is where it's so interesting, right? So to them, so we both have the same. Um, we've both been evolutionary. Um, you know, if, if we've evolved to to avoid the shark, right? Yeah. So, but when we see a shark, we are. We're in a you know in a wetsuit. We have the we have the diving suit on, and we're watching through our goggles into the water, and we see the shark, and we recognize it because we've seen picture of it on television, and we just avoid it. Right. I, I I'm usually um, on the couch looking at the TV when I see a shark. And then then you have been. <laughs> Then you've been. Then intellectually, you know that the TV is a danger, so you actually you, you, you stay on the sofa. Um, whereas the fish will uh, not see the shark as we uh, through the same sense as we do, but it would act the same way, right? It's going to avoid yeah. it, but it's it but it's experiencing the threat very differently. So we have. So even though we agree a shark is bad, you know, as teeth in one end and tail in the other end, we will be eaten. Mm. Um, the 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 inputs that led our brains to come to that conclusion are very very different. Yeah, yeah. So that means that you know, regardless of 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 the sense, the there is um, there is some stability to what the senses uh, experience, um, pick up and experience, and how it's how it's. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, but this actually this actually argues more in favor than of this strict user interface interpretation because what what we're saying is, I guess. Uh, no matter what, no matter how reality is parsed, the only thing we agree on is how to behave in it, not what it looks like. So, if everything we sense or other you know, organisms sense, it's is all based on different you know, waves, like sound wave or or uh, or light waves or or you know magnetic field waves or uh, electrical field i, I mean it, I, it's it's all a field or wave i'm not sure what the right the right um, definition of what it is but it, it's different um, yeah these different fields and or sorts of waves right? but in yeah, the end it's exactly. all as i said it's in the end it's all waves and these waves as is, as you said before they can be they are essentially in every you know possible position uh, at every given point in time and and then when you observe them that's this sort of um reality uh, happens in that moment um, and between all these waves you have um, uh, so some processing capability that in the end projects some kind of 
picture or sound or whatever um, into your brain and then you react to it. And to me, that's like a giant quantum computer with processing and then it gives you something out of that. Because if I, if I don't, I, I, I am far from um, understanding quantum computing, but still the, the basis of it is still that I, instead of a you know, digital zero or one, bit you have the qubits which are essentially can be in every position between zero and one at the same time and that's a wave right it's a wave so it's 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 a it's a computer with wave functionality and then um, translating that um and uh, i assume you can do uh, different types of um user interfaces towards the quantum computer it can be pictures sound or whatnot so so there you have it the matrix it's a matrix <laughs> it is a matrix um but and, and it's kind of funny how quickly reality can feed us the uh you know the the, the red pill um, because it, it, it suffices that i mean let's say for example that you're out walking mm-hmm. and all of a sudden um there is a huge um that's, that's like a, there's an earthquake or uh, a slukål, as it says in Swedish. I have no idea what that is in English, by the way. Sinkhole. You know? A sinkhole. So imagine that you're out walking, and all of a sudden a sinkhole emerges underneath your feet. At the very moment where your sensory organs send signals to your brain that there is no longer any ground underneath your feet, you temporarily absolutely lose your mind, mm. right? Because any, you know, all predictions your brain has been making with respect to its time, you know, just moving forward on the street are now wrong. Every single prediction that the brain has done turns out wrong, error, error. And that is kind of, it's almost like a by definition, you have now lost reality, lost touch, and you're in panic mode, absolute panic mode. <laughs> so, so what would happen if this, you know, layers of blankets so the first blanket saying okay here are the more senses you know you didn't know we have awakened these long dormant senses and now you can experience all the possible senses of reality like oh shit uh, I think that would be cool, right? and then you have the next layer and now we just take off the you know the processing um, um, units between the waves and your brain and voila here it is <laughs> like I can imagine, you know, that something similar would happen if you take if you take a person from 500 years ago, and you wake wake them up in an airplane at 30,000 feet. I think they will have a similar experience of, you know, near death. <laughs> and then you take take off the airplane and then just let them fall. <laughs> what, what is? I mean, so yeah, we we sort of agree that. Um, it, this is a, 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 a mind-boggling and somewhat unsettling topic, but but what, what does it do to you? I mean, what do you? How does it? How does it actually impact your daily life? No, well, I think daily life, but your daily sort of thought life. Well, I think uh, last time we sort of um, concluded that the insignificance and awesomeness of our being is both terrible and extremely exciting at the same time mm-hmm. um when i think of, about this i have to say that i i do sometimes find myself just before going to sleep trying to imagine you know 
on a deeper and deeper level what what actually is reality what what is going on more as a way of i guess thinking myself to sleep um but um to me it feels like number one um you know mathematically theoretically we have understood very well what's going on to the extent that we can predict it and build things that work right so we have we seem to have understood how things work point one point two it's bloody weird <laughs> and, and there, there's literally no scientist that I have at least stumbled across that can intuitively explain what's going on, mm. right? So that's number two. Number three, even if someone could intuitively explain what's going on, we are not equipped to, 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 to experience it at all. Mm. Um, we experience very finely tuned versions of it, and then we interpret the hell out of it in order to create the next fantasy that will make us survive in the day. Um, so I think we are, we are <laughs> just absolutely decoupled from what's going on out there. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> so so we run around our little sort of spotlight spotlight safe haven uh, uplit kind of uh, bubble. That's what I feel like sometimes. That, that, I mean, I, and I, I, I mean, I. It's I, I think for me it's mostly pretty. Whereas the previous discussion we had about the insignificance and you know improbability, uh, it's it's that's that sort of I make me feel very very small. Uh, this thing with senses makes me feel that I'm missing out on something. I, I I'm miss I'm missing out on experiences, and you know me, I I'm sort of hunting experiences most of the time, so I'm, I'm missing out on something like the the, the biggest. You know, travel experience one could ever have is just adding new senses, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I'm, missing I feel out, like I'm, I'm missing out on on experiences. Yeah, it's a bit like you know, you see ants in the forest uh, running on their paths, uh, creating small bridges out of themselves to cross hurdles, um, clearly sacrificing themselves individually for the sake of the of the of the whole community, mm. and they're missing out. Right, they're they're missing out. They don't know. They have no idea they're missing out. We know. I mean, we're like the ants in the forest, um, you know, building cars and traveling across distances to be nervous in another place, and and we know we're missing out. <laughs> we, we're the ant that figured out that. Oh my God, there's something else going on here. <laughs> But I agree. I, it's, it would be so awesome to get just one, one new sense or extremely, I mean, just, it doesn't need to be a new sense. It can be just, because that, that's probably, you know, impossible, but let's see. Uh, but just, just being able to see infrared, just something more, I, I mean, or... Yeah, just 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 some just tuning the existing senses a little bit would be nice. Just a little bit, just just kind of hear that extra high pitched sound, or as you said, see the infrared or the ultraviolet. Is some some extra thing would be cool to experience. And that that should I mean, if we figured out, uh, you know, if we figured out things, we we can't even start grasping what what we figured out, and maybe you know. And we can we can do all sorts of marvelous things, and maybe you know we could get there. It would be 
yeah, I would be fifth in line of of uh, of the trial trial group for uh, for um, infrared or something like that. For sure. In that case, I will clearly be sixth in line. Um, <laughs> and uh, and 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 this is now the segue to the next episode where we will be eating psilocybin, eating mushrooms, and experiencing psychedelic uh, having psychedelic experiences. <laughs> No, we're not. <laughs> no, mommy, we're not. We're not that cool. <laughs> yeah. So where does it lead us? Is, do we have a, do we have some sort of ending, or should it, or should it just sort of flow out into the <clears throat> just be another? What did you call it? Wrinkle in the wave function of the universe. This little pod, as insignificant as we are, as insignificant as is is our, you know capability of experiencing the reality um and i yeah i i think um we're little wrinkles in the big wave function of the universe um but we know we know it's fine we're missing out it's okay <laughs> but i don't want to miss out i want to <laughs> yeah so infrared fifth line for sure. I think that's my takeaway um, from, from, from this uh, session. Very good. Well, it's, it's been another great chat. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully the next episode will be, uh, will be just as ins insightful and enlightening for, for you and me and for our fantastic audience of 56 people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Come on, everyone. Let's push it to 58. This <laughs>